0: Welcome to Asian Sensations.
1: This is Sherman, the crazy Asian.
0: And this is Megan. And today we are talking about our top three interview tips.
1: But before we jump into that, let's just get a word from our sponsor.
0: All right. Welcome back. So let's just go ahead and jump into our top three interview tips. Uh, My first one, I would say, starts with first impressions. So where do you think... Your first impression starts. Does it start? Where does it
1: start? Well, for me, it's the moment that they like come onto our property. Because okay. I remember one time that someone had like parked their car and like littered, like thrown like like a McDonald's bag or like a a Gatorade bottle on, on like on our property, and then came in for an interview. And I thought that that thought that that was okay to so be you able just to litter. watch them. Yeah, you know, because we're. <laughs> I kind of do. It's kind of stocky, but um, where where I was, we were on the second floor, and so we could kind of look down at people when they're coming in for an interview. And it was just like, my gosh, does this person not know that they're coming in to interview with us, that so we can see what they're doing?
0: Huh? Yeah, I would say, well, because I don't have a window in my office, so I can't really see what people are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I work in a jail, so I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> But I think for me, the first impression, I think, starts with our receptionist. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, oddly enough, will come in and not say anything to her, and they're looking right at her. Mm-hmm. They'll just come sit down, they won't say anything, or or I think, actually, earlier today, um, which I didn't tell you, mm-hmm. um, somebody came in and just walked to go sit down, and, and our receptionist was like, hi, can I help you? And and the candidate was just like yeah i'm just waiting for an interview and she's she's well yes but like with who what's your mm-hmm. name uh-huh. you know so um i think that that is important because it's it's almost like they say i i saw something the other day that said how how like your date or the person that you're dating or something or how people treat wait staff is a big indicator of um who they are yeah um and i think that's kind of the same thing with how do you talk to the people that are around you or or you know the first person that you walk into in a office building.
1: And is but isn't it kind of weird like not to like in a sense announce yourself? Yeah. While you're there at a place of business?
0: I think sometimes it comes off oh what comes <coughs> off weird it comes very, uh, off kind of entitled. Mm-hmm. You know like you should know why I'm here, or you should know who I am. Um and it's kind of weird, but I mean, I don't know. That's just my first I would say is kind of when you're walking in for an interview, if there is somebody there, which typically there is cuz most offices are not unmanned. Yes. Um is to introduce yourself, you know, even I think it's always a good indicator when you ask their name. I think I I know that our receptionist really likes when when they have conversation with her, um just a little bit, not too much. She is working. Um but they they just ask, you know, they're like, "Hi, my name is Megan." Um uh, and your name is, you know, or yes. something like that. You know, even get up and shake their hand, even if they're just a receptionist.
1: So they remember that they're still a human being that they yes. should be yes. talked to in a, yeah. in a normal setting, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, so I remember a buddy of mine, he had told me that Zappos.com, mm-hmm. that they, dis- they specifically put their uh, visitor's parking on the other side of the parking lot, away from the front, front, uh, the front doors, mm-hmm. that you have to take the shuttle And so the person driving the shuttle comes in after all the people have interviewed and will come in and put their two cents on each individual. So if someone was really rude to the shuttle driver, they don't come back for a second interview. So again, it's kind of that attitude that the moment that you hit the company's property, Mm -hmm. you're in interview mode. Yeah. And so you want to be able to just think about that and the people that you interact with. If you talk down to anybody, uh, the janitor, the, you know, the, the, the... I was going to say the hell, but, you know, out here we have, like, someone, um, they we have actually live plants. Yeah. So, even, like, talking down to someone like that is extremely rude.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. They mm-hmm. think that they only need to, quote, unquote, put on for the person actually interviewing them. But I think nowadays with how office culture is and how it's important and a lot of people are working in that team environment and everybody's opinion is, is valued, um, mm-hmm. you need to really... Pay attention to that. Um, another thing about first impressions, I think, with kind of once you step foot on property, I think is time. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, for me, I like fifteen minutes. Sometimes mm-hmm. thirty minutes is too early for me, um, because I feel from from my perspective, being the interviewer, mm-hmm. I feel now rushed to get whatever I'm doing done to bring you back when even though you're here at 10:30 and our interview is at 11. Yep. But that's that's probably just my personal preference.
1: What I think a lot of times even if you do arrive early like a half hour okay. to your point I think it's you know, um, spend some time on your cell phone, you know, look, do a little more research, yeah. go on LinkedIn, find out who the interview, a little more about the recruiter or the person that's going to be interviewing with you. Mm-hmm. And, and I think then you can, can go in 15 minutes early. Um, I think in, in these scenarios, definitely allow yourself to have more time to get to the office, to anticipate traffic. Yeah. And we live in Houston, so we understand that things are going to pop up, but, um, you know, it's
0: okay to sit in your car for a little bit. I yeah. think, and really, I think mentally prepare as well because I think sometimes people, you know, I've had people arrive an hour to forty five minutes prior, and it's a little, it's a little odd. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel as though you could utilize that time of you being early to better prepare yourself and mm-hmm. prep yourself, which is kind of gonna be our next one. Mm-hmm. Um, but anything else on time?
1: So, <clears throat> on time, it's it's just that old adage. It's better to be. Early, early than late. Yeah. Right? So I think Shakespeare said it's better to be three hours early than one minute late. And that's yeah. true. It, it, it's better to sit in the parking lot and AC on in your car um, 30 minutes ahead of time mm-hmm. than show up, uh, you know, five minutes late because, quote, unquote, there was traffic you didn't anticipate.
0: Yeah. And I think the one thing is also common courtesy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Obviously, you know, it's not just your time. It's it's the interviewer's time as well, the company's time. And if you are going to be late, if you can, make a phone call. Mm-hmm. Let that interviewer know. Or you can email, but don't do that if you're driving. Um, but I think just letting the person know mm-hmm. that you're going to be a little bit late. Or if you don't have the time, if you're just kind of frazzled and, and you don't think to make the phone call, definitely acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. When you come in, I've had a lot of the time where people just don't acknowledge it and they're just unapologetic about them being late. Um, and that's just not a good first impression
1: yeah it's it's like poor etiquette it's a, it's a sense that they don't want to acknowledge it because they don't want to bring it to attention
0: yeah like if i don't
1: say that i was late then maybe she won't notice
0: yeah it's kind of you know like children right you know if i don't tell my mom that i spilt the milk over here she just won't never know yeah, yeah.
1: you know we know
0: we know you're we the, know what time you're meant to be in you're the only child that's drinking milk
1: yeah um <laughs> so, yeah. so the other thing when it comes to first impressions is definitely what people wear
0: yes I think that that's important. Um, I've always been told, even from college, that, you know, we always say, everybody used to think dress the part, yep. but I it goes back to when, you know, every campus has, like, a recreation center, like a gym, like a rec center, um, and people used to come in that were applying to work at the rec in gym attire, and they wouldn't get the job, and they wouldn't yep. understand, and it's, you know, I think... I understand like dressing for the part, but when it comes to an interview, you want to put your best foot forward. Yep. So always go for the side of, or, you know, lean towards more business. Yep. Um, regardless if you're applying at McDonald's, you're applying at Academy, um, the grocery store, always, always go business. Um, so from a woman's perspective for business, um, an appropriate dress is always nice. Nothing too low cut, nothing too short. Yep. Um, definitely slacks and flats are good. Slacks and heels if you're comfortable um, with a nice blouse. Um, I think nowadays we can get away with not wearing a blazer mm-hmm. um, and it'd be okay. Um, but definitely, definitely that's kind of business for for women.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I would say for being a man, if I'm interviewing a woman, like... The less tight mm. right the more tight a piece of clothing is the more awkward i kind of feel <laughs> and and if it's like really low cut right if if i'm you know not not i'm very careful about where my eyeballs are moving and yeah. in, in a world of like hashtag me too right mm-hmm. so i want to make sure that i don't want i want i don't want anyone to come in and feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable. Yeah. with the choice of color, clothing that they that they chose um the other thing that i would say is you know uh, match your undergarments with the top right so mm-hmm. if you got a white top on maybe wearing that fluorescent uh Pink wasn't the good call, you know, on, yeah. on the undergarment. Just, so, just so that way, there's less, um, you know. You just want to put your, yeah. yeah, awkwardness, or just you just want to put your best foot forward. Yeah, um, and and I think for for some guys, um, they really need to pull it, pull it back on like their their cologne.
0: Yes, Holy I think cow. women too. The other day, I interviewed somebody that I was I was sneezing um, because her perfume was so so heavy, and I just. Ooh.
1: Sounds I gross.
0: I would honestly say just don't go for scents because yes. you just never know what people's allergies are. Some mm-hmm. people are very sensitive to to fragrances. So as long as you've showered, you should be fine. You don't need to shower in your fragrance.
1: Yeah. And that's the downside of uh, Axe Body Wash, right? Yeah. They're, you know. they're, they're, they're spray. I mean, they 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 coat it all over. And so th- some of the guys, they, they leave the house and they're spraying themselves like eight or nine times. They come here to the office and they're still like bringing fragrance time with them. That you know? also
0: kind of goes into smoking. Yes. Um, I think the best thing to do is if you are a smoker, um, if you can avoid smoking, but if it, I don't know, I guess the kick is there or whatever yeah. is, I'm not a smoker, so I don't really know what that feeling is. It's a burning uh, urge. Yeah, whatever it is, um, try and do it not in your vehicle because in your vehicle, it traps the scent and it, it's yeah. on your clothing. At least do it outside where you can pollute the air, um, yes. <laughs> not pollute your clothing. Um, so so that's like another thing. Um, but what's appropriate attire and grooming, would you say, for men?
1: So a lot of times, um, to your point of business, I think, is always best having a tie I think you can get away right now with just a tie and no jacket, a mm-hmm. suit. I still think it's like, if if I'm encouraging anybody, I'll tell them, wear a suit. Yeah. Um, because if, let's say, even if it's business casual and you show up in a suit, it's better to be overdressed than showing up with jeans and a polo. Yeah. Because now you look underdressed completely. Mm-hmm. And so some people, they, they do have like... Like an emotional reaction on jeans, I don't know what it is. I don't <laughs> it's the denim that drives up people, but they just don't <laughs> like it. With sometimes people show up in jeans, I don't, yeah. I don't get it. But yeah. um, I, I, and and for me, I, I I prefer to see someone putting, as you mentioned, their best foot forward. And to me, that means you're you're dressing up for for the job that you want.
0: Exactly. Um, and then when I guess if we're talking more grooming for men, um, I think nowadays with with how society is and culture mm-hmm. I think beards are fine as long as they are groomed yes you know I, it's not uh, I don't for me personally I don't think facial hair is a big faux pas anymore but, but don't look
1: like do but you should look- be looking like uh, you know Osama Bin Laden coming out of the cave you know yeah yeah don't
0: look like um, Castaway <coughs> if anybody remembers that movie yes um, I'm not that young. Absolutely. Um,
1: <laughs> Wilson was his... his yeah, did, don't like, bring you know, Wilson to the... No, does, wasn't giving good advice on the old uh, shave time.
0: Yeah, no, don't bring Wilson with you. Keep your, keep your weird things at home. Yes, but, I will
1: say that. I, have you had anyone come with a pet? No. like okay, you? No, I seen dogs, sure, I understand. No, but I, I bet we'll get somebody that brings in their little you know, toy, toy poodle or something. Like, leave the pets at home. Unless it's like an emotional dog, or Correct. like you're in the VA and or, or you're in the military and you need that, or again you have, or
0: you just need that
1: that companionship. You know, you, mm-hmm. But man, if it's just a, like a little toy cup, whatever it's called, teacup, tea <laughs> pe- kettle, pedal, um, <laughs> <Dog>. poodle, <laughs> then then leave that thing at home.
0: Yeah, um,
1: yeah. It's, it's a place of business, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. Um but, or, you know. or or the worst is. Bring in like a boyfriend or girlfriend. Oh, oh my yes. gosh! Like, that's what I leave would say. that dude outside. I'm sorry, bro. Like, go to go to freaking <laughs> go to go to Chick Fil A. Go get yourself a spicy chicken sandwich. Don't be sitting in my lobby waiting for your girlfriend to finish the interview.
0: Yeah, that's very odd. We've had it to where you know, people have brought children. Um, people have brought their parents, and I understand that you know maybe you need somebody to maybe are sharing vehicles or you didn't have anybody, but. um, Make arrangements for that. It's mm-hmm. it's very awkward for somebody to be. We one time had somebody who brought their parent and their, the parent sat there li- watching things on their phone, on loud. And our receptionist is obviously answering phone calls and, and doing her job. And it was just very distracting and very odd because most interviews are going to be an hour. So that's an hour of having some random stranger sit in the lobby. Um, so just like we say, it's okay to sit in your car. That's an opportunity. It's okay to sit in the car or go to like a Starbucks around yeah. the corner.
1: And in today's world of Uber or Lyft, I would just more opt for someone to just taxi it over yeah. instead of doing it that way. But I understand obviously financial situation and things yeah. like that. Um, so again leave the leave the pets and people at home or outside yes Um, and then and then I'd say for the single folks out there because I was a single parent for for a number of years Mm -hmm. and I would say that if because babysitters bail out and that happens yeah Yeah. people get sick and so it's much more professional for to call the recruiter call the interviewer say here's your situation would you like me to come in bring in my child or not and so I think if like, hey, you have a seventeen-year-old son, or you have a you know twelve-year-old, seven-year-old son, should be good on his own. Yeah. We have like a twelve-year-old daughter that you're like, hey, I don't want her to be at home. Mm-hmm. Is that okay to bring her there? I think a lot of places would say that's totally fine. Yeah. Right. Because we have something that can ho- ho- control themselves. We have a two-year-old out there. Yeah. Now it's really becoming distracting because now they want to run around, or in the interview Defying. becomes really problematic. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I think the common theme with anything, whether you're late, whether you have something that, you know, you have somebody you have to bring with you or whatever it is, it's all about communication. Um, You should just communicate it and you'll know that things will be much more okay than if you're springing surprises onto the interviewer, Um, just because that just, that's just a lack of professionalism i would say most of your roles it's all about communication and and that's where it really starts
1: yeah that's good so let's go to the second pillar which is preparation yes a lot of times here megan i start thinking about when someone comes in do they know who they're interviewing interviewing with like like company yeah and what the role is i find that sometimes they're just like um, I got an interview so here I am.
0: Yeah, that happens a lot surprisingly and you would think that people are more prepared when they're job seeking, but especially when people are truly job seeking, I find a lot of people are very unapologetic about not knowing who you are. That they come in and they're just like, "Yeah, I didn't do any research. I was just here cuz I thought you were going to tell me." Which, yes, you are interviewing to find out more, but this isn't Typically, you apply for the position, so you typically you would think that an individual had done research. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about preparation, it's it's preparing yourself to know exactly what the role is you've applied for. Mm-hmm. Because from an interviewer or an employer perspective, we automatically assume you know exactly the role you've applied for. Very rarely is it that you're just blindly applying for, for any role in a company it's not yes. just like i just want to work here i don't care what i do um it's very job specific because we're typically looking to fill a specific role so knowing about the company just just basic google facts yeah is is something that i would say i mean that's the least you can do is just google who the company mm-hmm. is i don't need you to know the ceo i don't need you to know the 2018 statistics or anything, but just a general, like a general idea of who we are and what the company does. If you don't know what Amazon does, you should probably do some research or, you know, if it's a company you've never heard of before, you definitely should do a little bit more digging um, and prepping for that because that is usually the question um, is... So what do you know about us or yeah. why would you want to work here? And and part of the reason why people ask why do you want to work here is because they want to know a little bit of how do you, how does your skill set fit into the the role in the company?
1: And I, and I think there's really just no good excuse for that. It's because we live in a world of internet. Yeah. Almost everywhere, especially on our cell phones. And so the majority of people that come in, they're probably playing on their cell phones before they, you know, we see them. And so for them not to take the time to be able to research who the company is and what they're interviewing for really puts them at a disadvantage right from the get-go.
0: Exactly. And if you're sitting there and you're texting your friend and you're saying, hey, I'm at an interview at XYZ, they're probably going to ask, oh, for what?
1: Yep. So
0: the if you can't answer that question, if somebody were to ask you what you were going in to interview for, then you are very ill-prepared yeah. um, for it. Um, another way to prep for an interview is to to come with some questions. Mm-hmm. Um you're already I know that you're coming in cuz you want to learn more about the role, but you know, really think about the questions you want to know. Mm-hmm. I I tell a lot of students that I meet with you're also interviewing the company. Mm-hmm. You know, you should also look for things. It's whether you're job-seeking, you're desperate for a job, you want to make sure that it's a job you want to, to go to, um. so you should ask some questions. Like, I like when people ask me, what do I enjoy about the company? Mm-hmm. What brought me here? Um. So I like to tell people, you should ask the interviewer, because mm-hmm. that kind of gives you an idea of culture. Mm-hmm. If that person just hates their job, probably not somewhere you want to work. Yeah. Um.
1: Since your job so. is to convince you to come there,
0: yeah, exactly. You know, if they're already showing red flags, um, you might want to double check. You know, is that the right position for you?
1: And and one of the questions I say is a a total, it, it puts someone at a very negative point of view or perspective from from our from a recruiter's perspective mm-hmm. is when they ask for compensation. Yes. Like in a, in a first interview, almost almost most places there's going to be two to five interviews. Before they even start really, start broaching the topic of conversation of compensation. Yeah. And so for us, when somebody's like, "Oh, so what's the compensation package look like here?" And we haven't even like really gotten into the meat of the interview, I know I have somebody that needs something more than I need them.
0: Yeah, and I think to it piggyback Stinks of
1: desperation. Desperation. <laughs> yeah,
0: to piggyback off of that though, the other thing that I think that people, I think people rush into questions. Mm-hmm. You know. You know that the interviewer is going to ask you some questions, especially if you're sitting across from them and they have pre- They have a paper that has questions written on it. You can see it's typed out. Yeah. Maybe let them get through some of these questions before you cut them off and, well, can you go ahead and tell me what, what it's about? Yeah. We know that we're going to get to that point in the interview, so it's just rushing into that and kind of being rude and cutting somebody off before, you know, most interviewers have a process. Um, most people that you're talking to have a process of how they're, they conduct their interviews. So to kind of cut somebody off, um, just it, that's a negative impression to me.
1: Yeah. And when you talk about questions, the other side I think about is answers. Yes. So too often I hear people using very blanket statements, very general responses. So you ask them, give me, give me a time that you've experienced failure and how'd you deal with it? And they'll say, well, you know, I I believe in you don't ever give up. And so uh, if uh, I've never failed, I just keep working hard. And so the problem with that statement, although very nice and Mm -hmm. true, it's perseverance, it's persistency. It's just that it gives me no value because it's nothing specific. Yeah. So I think sometimes a lot of people can just Google top 10, top 25 questions and think of real specific answers they can pull from in order to to have a very meaningful conversation.
0: Yeah. And nowadays I feel that we're... We're in this world of well, we're not in the world of it, but it's it's authenticity is very highly favored mm-hmm. um, because we do live in a world that sometimes is not very authentic. Yeah. Authentic. So, um, just you know, when you're asked, because a lot of the time people you know give us some you know how would your friends describe you? Describe your character. What are some characteristics? Um be very specific saying, Oh, I'm hardworking. I'm a quick learner. I'm a team player. Those are all just very generic. Mm -hmm. Um, everybody is, can be hardworking and quick learning and, and a team player. But, you know, we want to learn more about, you know, just who you are as a person, um, is really what's most important because most people are looking for the right fit for their team and their work environment.
1: Because most places I found that we have a training process on the other end, mm-hmm. so we're looking more for a cultural fit uh-huh. than we are the individual, right? And, and technologically, right, if you're, you know, you're looking for um, I- IT programmers that do a certain s- um, set of skills in a specific language of IT programming, mm-hmm. you're only going to interview those kinds of people. Yeah. So, the, so the interview, like already, you're already interviewing people that already have that skill set. Yeah. So you're looking for culture yeah. more than anything else because they've, it's already kind of weeded them out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, most interviewers will will ask you the same questions. Um, just because they are. They're important. Um, we want to know why we should hire you. We want to know why you would be a good fit and what value you add i i always think of those little memes where it's like you know interviewer uh why do you want to work here and then it says me because i'm broke you know it's like it's joking but you know it's it's true we want to know why do you want to be here we people want i think in any any industry somebody that has a passion for it even if it's even if it's working at McDonald's, why do you want to work at McDonald's? Because I want that customer interaction. I want to be able to interact with people on a daily basis.
1: Um, I love them chicken nuggets and sweet and sour sauce. Yeah,
0: you know. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's just really be prepared. Um, again, you can't be thoroughly prepared because you're not going to know the exact questions you're going to be asked. Mm-hmm. But just I think it's have specific answers, have authentic and genuine answers and really showcase yourself when you're being asked these questions.
1: Yeah. Wonderful. So let's go to the third pillar. Yeah.
0: Um, the last one I would say for the, our top three interview tips is follow up. Somebody that follows up with either a handwritten note or even just a quick email, a quick, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, learning about the company and learning about the role, I'm very excited to see um, what's to come or I'm excited about the next steps. Even if it's not a good fit for you or whatever it may be, um, follow-up is always important. Um, I think even follow-up, if you decide it's not the good fit for you. Ghosting is the worst, I think, you mm-hmm. know. I'd rather just, you know, from it's it's better and it's it's better to let the employer know you're not interested um, ask to not bridge to burn that bridge because you never know what that employer can do for you for example we like to we're well connected we like to help people um, find their next fit and so expressing that to us whether through an email or a phone call um, is will probably benefit you in the end than just not saying anything at all
1: yeah and and I would say a good example today was or yesterday was someone that we had kind of gone through the process um, there past the third interview and um, just wasn't feeling like it's the right fit and so she said well why don't you give me a call so we kind of had a, this uh, we felt like this is this it's could, a breakup potentially, call. yeah this is a breakup call it's not you it's me and it was it's it was not us it's her and she, she the more that she thought about it she has particular kind of a dream you know mm-hmm. ambitions that she wants to accomplish in a specific industry and we were just not it, and so I really appreciated her saying, "Let's have a phone call." Yes, she could have easily emailed us. She could have easily, you not know, said not said anything, right? Um, but yet she had the professionalism, and so because of that, I introduced her to two people immediately on email uh, in that specific industry. Mm-hmm. And so think, you know, that's one thing I think people forget about is that number one, you as a recruiter, um, you're at one company, but let's not to say in five years when they're interviewing somewhere else, you're there now. Yeah. Right or that um, you you because you know a lot of people you can help them move along
0: exactly, and so follow up is good something to you know a thank you note thanking them for their time because they didn't have to interview you you know and that's 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 what's important and just kind of expressing that and and because a lot of people don't do it um so it kind of puts you above the rest. Again, you don't have to do a handwritten note because it'll probably take forever to get there yeah. um with snail mail, but you know, a quick a quick email um or you know, you don't have to do a phone call, but a quick email I think is important. Um another thing that we found was unique, but you know, you have to make sure that it's appropriate for the position and appropriate for the company is something to leave behind so you want to talk a little bit more about that
1: yeah so what what it it was in this particular role because a lot of times we search for sales individuals Mm -hmm. so this person had actually had a disc assessment completed so talked about like their sales style (coughs) and then they put like um a photo of them with their name and their school because they're in university still and then the next page behind it was a little bit of a bio about them and some accomplishments. And then after that, DISC assessment about their personality, especially when it came to kind of more on the career side. And mm-hmm. it had actually um, three or four letters of recommendation. Yeah. So to future employer, here's why we think this is an amazing um, individual. And so that was just, he had, he had given that to me after the interview and was like, hey, here's just a leave behind, leave behind about me. And so the way that I would take that just to the next level is I would how about you and that company? So show them show the match, right? What are your specific skills, and how's that going to translate to your role? And so even if you're slightly off, um, it's still going to be better to be able to present that to show something of value than just saying, "Hey, thanks for the interview. Look forward to seeing you again." Yeah. I think this one definitely separates you. For, uh, it's like, like a, it's like um, the thank you card on steroids.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, definitely make it fit your appropriate industry. A lot of the times, having some sort of project that you can showcase or a leave behind is really good, sometimes in IT roles or architecture roles, engineering, um, a little bit more technical because I want to see your, your work mm-hmm. um, sometimes. But, um, you know, I mean, just... It it sets you apart. It's almost you know like from resumes, people say to have a cover letter so that you can bridge the gap of <coughs> <coughs> bridge the gap of why you're a good fit um, for this role and why they should even look at your resume. This is kind of the same thing. This is why you should continue to keep me in the process.
1: Awesome. So just as a recap, our top three um, interview tips is first impressions, second is preparation, and the third one is uh the follow follow, th- follow through right mm-hmm. follow yeah. up so um again if any of you guys ever have any thoughts or want our opinions or you have your own two cents we'd love to hear your thoughts feel free to message us if you're on the anchor app or feel free to shoot us an email um uh, we'll put it inside the the bio
0: yeah yeah so thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time
1: peace out